All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth building market insights. Driver, this is Bull Bear Radio. It is episode number 51. It's going to be epic. Uh, number 50 was really cool last week. If you missed it, go back, check it out. We had the head of exchange traded products of the NOISE, Doug Jonas, on. So, you know, go check out the episode wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, say, yo, Alexa, play me some Bull Bear Radio, uh, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Sano, so on and so forth. Yo, uh, dividend doctor, you back in the house this week or what? What were you like taking a nap last week? Oh, come on, man. Dividend doctor's here. You're bringing in this outside talent, man. Oh, man. The Batman was the in. The Batman was in for Halloween, dude. So cool. So cool. So, uh, speaking of cool, Gamecocks won last weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Ole Miss kicked Debo the ball. Start the game. That was a bad idea. Close. It's good. Hey, when you kick it to Debo, it's an expected outcome. Sp- speaking of expected outcomes, right, the midterm elections kind of ended how we were thinking it would with a split Congress. Democrats won the House. The Senate, uh, you know, Republicans held. Uh, got a Republican president. Uh, you know, markets are flying today, Don. Are we going to see the Trump pump? Uh, Trump pump? Trump <laughs> uh, bump uh, part duh? Maybe. Uh, I think that it's going to be a lot tougher for uh, the president to uh, continue to move policy forward as well as he has in the past with split Congress. And we'll have to see how that plays out. I think the market is telling us they don't care. Yeah. And I mean, we might get a China trade deal. So the tariffs could go away at the end of the month, presumably. Well, maybe. I don't think the tariffs will go away at the end of the month. They they might put, you know, take a pause. They for could the put pause. the kibosh on it, right? And yeah. that would be good for the market. So do you think that, uh, you I know. I think what's in, what's in focus are earnings, man. Earnings and revenue are a stunner once well, again. Yeah. You know what's not a stunner, though? <laughs> October's market performance. Oh, my goodness. It, it left a mark, man. It was creepy out there in October, dude. Uh, S&P 500 down almost seven for the month. Mid cap 400 S&P mid cap 400 down almost 10. Uh, small cap 600 down over 10. I mean, it, it correction, you know, for, for all three indexes from uh, peak to trough. But within the month, you know, uh, mid cap and small cap uh, in correction territory just on the month. Year to date, S&P 500 still positive 3%. Uh, mid cap 400 down almost 3% and, and mid cap, uh, small cap 600 up uh, about two and a half for the year. Now, the interesting thing is, and you, you were talking about this a couple episodes ago, the factor indexes, man, they're all negative. The whole set of them, there's like six, 16 of them and they're all negative. Yeah. Well, dividends and value did a little bit better, only down five for the month. Right. And, but growth only was down, down five, <laughs> right? Uh, growth was down eight uh, for the month, and that's that's the stuff that's been running. 
Uh, dividend aristocrats are positive for the year, um, surprisingly, but values down 2% year to date through the end of the month. Growth is up seven change almost. I'll eight. tell you, I'll tell you what the high, the high beta high volatility stuff got cratered, got their face ripped off down 13 last month, down now six and a half for the year. Momentum took a big chunk, uh, yep. of their gain of their gains and flushed them down the That's toilet. Right. So, you know, I think that the, you know, the Fang trade was uh, really showing some signs of, uh, instead of leading the way up, they were leading. The yeah, way down. man. Information technology had a bad quarter down 7.97% for the quarter, still up 11% for the year, but a bad stinking quarter, right? You know what else is a surprise utilities, man? Like, People have been, I've been talking to advisors all year. They're like, dude, I don't want utilities. Fed's raising rates. Utilities are crushing it. What's your view? Well, utilities looking pretty good. I think that, you know, it's a classic defensive high yield dividend play. I think it's an, you know, isolated financials as an example. Another higher yielding dividend play can't buy a bid higher. Stocks there are, are just you know, down not about doing almost well. almost five percent across the board. One month, quarter to date, year to date, doesn't matter what it is. Pretty much down five. And I seem to remember from you know uh, prior uh, shows that financials, at not only last quarter but this quarter, has one of the highest earnings growth rates out there. Oh uh, yeah, and yet, and yet good. the stock prices keep going down. Doing good. You know what can't really buy a bucket whatsoever materials and industrials we've had a strong economy i mean what's up man and, and they're we'll get to the fundamentals in a second these things are getting smoked what's the deal don with the materials and industrials as a sector well there's nothing wrong with materials uh growth rate in terms of earnings and revenue they've been the top performer industrials a little bit better than the middle of the pack but I think that, you know, investors have just said, you know, this economy is going to slow down. The general consensus is 2019 sometime, the economy starts to slow materially. The benefits from the Tax Act start to wane. And, you know, they're not buying into energy, industrials, and materials, even though they're performing great. You know what I'm not buying into? Consensus, man. Consensus is wrong all the time. People were saying that peak earnings was going to be the Q2 print that we got last quarter, right? Well, up 25%, man. Yeah, man. Well, the the experts got it wrong once again. Earnings 405 companies, S&P 500 up 27% this quarter. You know, it's been a shocker with that 27% rise in earnings. This this quarter uh projected and last quarter, I think we were up in what, 21, 22. Yeah. On the S&P 500. I mean, these are tremendous growth rates and stock prices haven't gone up. They've gone down. And so price to earnings multiples are starting to look a little cheap. Yeah. To talk to me about that. I mean, you, we were talking earlier and you were saying that the P.E. is like looking pretty good on a forward basis. It's more towards hey, average. You know, the P.E. multiple. Uh, on a forward basis uh, last year was stuck up there in a 19, 20% range in the high 18s. 19 or you 20, know, right? Yeah. And now, um, you know, uh, right now for uh, forward earnings, the PE multiple for the S&P is down at 15.6%, according yeah. to FactSet. Which is close that, to the historical and, average. 
Well, it's a little bit lower than the historical average. The last five years, it's been about 16.5 uh, or so. And, uh, you know, this is starting to look like you might want to put some money to work, especially for a Santa Claus rally. I think that, you know, uh, you know, the economy might slow down next year. We've got some really, really uh, uh, big warning signs going up. You know, the, the warning flags are, are starting to be raised about, you know, the huge storm coming. Well, you know, you think for year end here, right? I, I we'll get to the storm in just two seconds here, but you know, did corporations like are they have they been in Santa's workshop popping out a whole bunch of toys? And th- does a Santa Claus rally transpire here? Do you think? Do you think this thing goes higher through year end, Don? Well, I got to tell you, you know, uh, the strength of this cycle right here in earnings and revenue have been surprising. Uh, The analysts have had it wrong. Everybody's calling for it to slow down. I think that in, you know, there's some areas of the economy that are starting to show weakness and fatigue, uh, interest rate fatigue, basically. But, you know, one of the things I notice is the profit margins in the third quarter here, all 11 sectors have higher profit margins this year, third quarter, than they did last year. All 11. No way. And, you know, one of the things the analysts were talking about is that there's going to be margin compression on stocks as higher wages and higher prices and the trade effect starts to blow up profit margins. And all I can say is not so fast, my friends. It hasn't happened yet. These numbers are looking pretty strong. Sure. So, and and so I agree stocks, with you there. So stocks have some room for the upside here. So if you look at consumer discretionary and consumer services, earnings are in the mid-20s, 24 and 27 respectively. Looking good there, right? And the revenue, you just mentioned revenue. The revenue is looking strong, which you always say is a leading indicator of uh, earnings for next quarter. So consumer discretionary, 9.53% of 41.64 report, 41 of 64 companies reporting. And uh, con- communication services, 12%. Information technology, 27 and, and, and 12 as well. So, I mean, like the sectors that have been leading from a price appreciation perspective are also doing well fundamentally. You think that, that trend continues? Yeah, well, the S&P is going to print uh, uh, profit margins across the entire 500 companies or so of 12% versus 10.4 last year. Wow. Uh, Q3 2017. You're talking about a 15% approximate improvement in profit margins. And, you know, there's some some standouts here, you know, um, uh, information technology, same kind of uh, uh, deal, about 23% versus 21. Uh, one of the big ones, financials. Here's Ooh, one of the reasons why we not, can't understand financials are looking decent for profit margin, 17.1 versus last year's 13.2. You know what, though? So earnings, I, according to Bloomberg, and this is with uh, 65 to 67 reporting, 38.5%. But I think it's the revenue growth, Don, 4.23% on, on financials. Is, is that the, one of the problems? Absolutely. You know, it, it, Financials have been uh, slowly increasing top line revenue. This is a tough business environment. The fact that they have growing revenue is really great. The fact that they have growing revenue with profit margin expansion and higher earnings indicates to me that people are missing the boat on 
financials and some of the other sectors. Utilities is having a pretty good run. I think that's why, you know, the institutional investor is going after those utility stocks. A nice defensive play here. But we'll have to see how this thing evolves. So there might be a little bit of a rotation from growth to value that's transpiring by, you know, dividends uh, doing a little bit better, dividend paying stocks, utilities doing a little bit better. So there could be a a little closet rotation going on here. It's not in mass yet, but it's, it seems like it's transpiring a little bit. You think you, you're talking about missing the boat. Are people missing the boat in terms of small and mid cap earnings and revenue earnings for Russell 2000 companies, 1300 approximately reporting of 2000 uh, approximately uh, 30% earnings growth and uh, 8.6% uh, revenue growth. Well, you know, they've got some leverage. They have that 30% bottom line. They got a really uh, a lot of help from the Tax Act. Mm. Most of the small mid-cap mid companies are reinvesting their profits. The 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 uh, margin uh, between the delta between, you know, prior uh, uh, rates as high as 35% for federal down to, uh, you know, 20%. You're talking about, um, you know, uh, a really significant increase in the amount of money that they can reinvest. I think that shows up long-term small and mid cap companies tend to outperform large caps, but I got to tell you, you know, they're just like the uh, things that we were talking about energy and, and financials, small mid cap companies have not been able to buy the bid higher by investors in any significant way. I would imagine they would be flying I think if you're a long-term investor and you're willing to, you know, uh, take on a little bit of uh, wait and see, I'd start to, you know, dip my toe in there. Yeah, by um, analyst expectation here for next quarter, revenue is supposed to be better. Revenue looks soft across most sectors to me looking at this. Next quarter is supposed to be a little higher, but they're supposed to run into an earnings rough patch according to analyst expectation next quarter, but the second half of next year is looking pretty strong. So I concur with you. If the shape of this earnings and revenue uh, pattern here, uh, if this trend materializes short-term might be a little more pain before long-term gain. You bet. So we got both, both, uh, uh, you know, a couple of things that uh, could help us a lot. Number one, you know, we've got uh, at the election, the midterms behind us, and hopefully the market tone will be positive. But, you know, uh, we have to have pro-growth policies. And both the uh, Democrats and the Republicans keep talking about infrastructure. It's something that the country definitely needs oh, spending on, fiscal stimulus on. If we do get fiscal stimulus, this thing holds together. If we don't, it's going to be a bad, bad sled. All right. So that we're going to we're going to leave off right there. We're going to be back after the break. And Don, I want to know, do you think the Fed's nuts? At WBI, our goals are simple. We build outcome-oriented investment solutions to reduce loss and maximize return. We want to grow the largest capital base possible so you can achieve your goals. Call us today at 800-772-5810 to find out how we can help you and your clients be successful. As usual, check us out everywhere you'd want to pick up some more information on Bull Bear Radio. So you can check us out on Twitter, Bull Bear Radio. You check out Don, WBI CEO, myself, WBI President on Twitter. You can check us out on LinkedIn. Hit our WBIinvestments.com website for more of these insights. 
on WBIinvestments.com. Hit insights. You'll get all the latest information. So, Don, talking about latest information, I was doing some research, okay? I, I was doing research. So I was curious. Professor Matt, let's go. You know, you 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 were like, hey, man, I think the Fed's nuts. So I went to go look back. Is this Fed rate hike cycle nuts? And, you know, back in 1994, the Fed starting started to raise rates. They raised rates all the way through 2000, right? The rate hikes there took you from uh, the mid threes all the way up to six plus percent, right? This move in aggregate was a 116% move over that long stretch of time, right? We're talking about almost six years there. And then uh, we went into a recession, 2001, brutal recession. They cut rates, cut rates really to a pretty low level, you know, into the mid ones. Then two years, we get a little recovery, 02, 03, 04, they start raising rates again all the way up into the mid uh in into the low fives it was a 425 percent rate hike uh, laying on the screws 2008 we go into a brutal bear market they cut rates and and the most recent rate hikes 800 percent can you believe that 800 percent 800 percent 25 basis points all the way up to 225 hey here's the reason and we're gonna get another one in december right Here's the reason why I think the Fed is nuts, right? So uh, a lot of the you know Fed policy is based on what has happened and what they've done in the past. Historically, you know the low rates we've had for a very long time, almost ten years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it, that's that's outside the historical norm for the most part. Right. You know they they lowered rates to essentially zero to deal with the, the tremendous systemic financial and economic collapse that happened worldwide as a result of the financial crisis. You know, the Fed uh, chairman and the secretary of the treasury uh, and the president uh, leapt into the fray to save the economy um, and the financial system from a depression type meltdown like we had in the thirties. And and thank God they did. Right. It worked. Now they're trying to rationalize with these, crazy policies you know monetary policy that they had to you know put on you know with quantitative easing one two three you know four whatever um zero interest rates forever kind of a deal uh we had no growth really slow growth less than two percent average gdp growth and i believe that if you look historically back at the type of cycle we're coming out of after the financial crisis and compare it to the 30s you'll see the tremendous deflationary bias that was pushed into the economic and financial system that is very difficult, essentially, to uh, uh, reverse. To, to, to get out of the clutches of deflation is tough. Look at Japan. They've been trying to do it for 25, almost 30 years, mm-hmm. and they're still having trouble finding growth. The rest of the world outside the U.S. is really struggling for growth. They have... They still have the pedal to the metal, zero interest rates, negative interest rates, and they're still doing quantitative easing, if you can believe it. Yeah. Well, At the same time, the Fed is raised rates by an 800 percent order of magnitude versus 
what they've done in the past 400 percent most recently. And I don't think that they're really taking into account the contraction or constriction that that 800 percent order of magnitude interest rate hike puts on the economic system. I think that's why housing is already turning over, even though mortgage rates are at 5%, which historically is relatively low, but they went from 3% approximately on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage to a f- to 5% today. Yeah. And shut down the housing market. Yeah, I, I concur with you. I mean, the, the order of magnitude, when you talk about the magnitude on an annualized basis, the, the few-year period back in the mid-2000s to the few years now, uh, you know, 04 to, you know, 06 was a 128% annualized increase in rates. We're at 119% right now in the 800% move. So this is like kind. It's putting a squeeze. And these guys are planning on a rate hike in December and three more next year. I think they better check their, their, uh, their bet here. They should uh, really take a look at this. The only way the economy can continue to sustain a growth path, in my my, my uh, opinion, uh, and uh, with rising interest rates, is to essentially pour on the fiscal stimulus, get that infrastructure spending going, so that the economy continues to to uh, essentially melt up and get into a position where we can continue this growth even with rising interest rates. Unlikely to happen with the divided Congress. Unlikely to happen. Well, there there was a little bit of wrangling of uh, support between Democrats and Republicans post-election here. But, hey, you, you tried to ask me a question a second ago, and I, I kind of, you know, uh, moved over to a, a different piece. But you're talking about housing, right? Housing seems to have rolled. Both housing starts appear to be in a negative trend. And, I mean, housing starts are up slightly month over month, right? But it it looks like they've really started to roll. At the same time, existing home sales over the last, they peaked in 2017, really. The chart's starting to go negative here. This doesn't look good to me. Is this indicative of the Fed squeeze? Is Is this the leading indicator that happened back in 06, 07? You know, Absolutely. Is, it, is it the same thing occurring one more time again? It, 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 it is. Oh, you know, housing is really uh, one of the first thing, sectors that is affected by uh, these interest rate hikes because, you know, it's all of almost all housing and real estate construction are financed. And so the amount, the, the level of the interest rate really matters. It's a cash flow game. And so, you know, cash flow starts to tighten up when you get higher interest rates, not only in housing, but you get it in, in uh, CapEx spending falling because companies have higher cash flow costs to service their debt. The government, my goodness, they have a higher cash flow uh, cost to cover the debt. It used to be zero. Now it's rising. And, you know, that's why deficits are are ballooning right in front of us. They're ballooning. And the Fed has got to be very careful. They want a larger uh, margin of interest rate cutting power so that when the next financial crisis comes along, they can deal with it, they think. The problem is, is that they're likely to cause the very financial crisis 
that uh, they're looking to uh, avoid or deal with uh, with higher interest rates. I, I think that they really need to, uh, yeah, not repeat their past behavior and and hope for a different result this time. The Fed always raises rates too far and too fast and ends up causing a recession. Housing is telling us that we are somewhere between uh, you know, uh, first or second quarter of 2019 and uh, another f- uh, three or four quarters out right. from a recent. Maybe maybe 12 months. Now, that lines yeah. up with some, some bright minds. I mean, Jamie Dimon came out yesterday and said that he thinks maybe the beginning of 19, markets still could go higher. The economy might look all right. He sees a lot of risk out there. But 2020, 2021, you know, we could have a recession and some market calamity, essentially. Would you concur? I would. All Definitely. Right. So next week, we are going to talk a little about uh, some studies that were done by some very, very bright minds recently on, you know, missing the 10 best days or participating in the 10 best days. And I mean, we, we've got some blockbuster uh, information to share with you next week so don't miss it we're going to challenge that conventional investment wisdom bro all right you heard it this week bull bear radio fundamental wrap up markets doing okay maybe uh you know santa uh, gives us a nice market rally here since corporate fundamentals are strong and have built plenty of toys here and uh, we'll be back next week i think santa's filling up his sleigh ho 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 Merry Christmas. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time. And there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations, services, and fees are in the form ABV available upon request. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments Inc.